So today, I believe we're supposed to be talking about Kirk. Oh, no. <laughs> Not oh. <laughs> what is this? Is this the second consecutive week that we finish a podcast saying next week we're talking about Kirby's Dreamland 3 and then we do the next podcast and it's like it's not. I almost want to just do it on purpose for like where we just end every podcast. But at this for, point for... we both actually played it. Yeah, I know, but it would just be funny. <laughs> It just become this like running gag of like next yeah. week Kirby's Dream Land three, and then it's like it's never Kirby's anything Dream Land else. Yeah. In fact, we'll play Kirby's Dream Land like one and two. I was gonna say we'd do that for like April Fools or something. <laughs> next week oh. we're really like we we finish the podcast and we're like next week we're really really doing Kirby's Dream Land, and then but then we oh, just yeah, exactly. purposely leave off the number, and then it's just <laughs> actually Kirby's Dream Land. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we're funny. We're, we, we amuse ourselves at least. Yeah. We're, we're so, funny to each other and we, you know, we just sort of share in that and we're like, maybe you will also enjoy this. <laughs> so, so what, what, what are we, what are we actually talking about today? So this week we had sort of a, we had, we, we were all geared up to play Kirby and mm-hmm. then a couple of days ago, um, I was approached by Twitter, by Twitter, wow, not Twitter. by Twitter. Wow. That would be way bigger. <laughs> <That's> impressive. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. Please. No, I'm not. I'm... No, we don't need to be approached by Twitter. Honestly, this is way more exciting who, who we were I was, by. I was I was going to make a plea to Twitter to do something, but then I was like, no, let's not get into that. No, 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 no. We're, we're talking about I was approached today. on Twitter by an indie developer named Two Scoop Games. Uh, they're based okay. out of Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, nice. And, uh, and they were like, hey, listen, do you ever cover, uh, like new games that are retro inspired on your podcast and i was like we haven't but we've talked about doing it we have actually yeah it's it's, i think it's a i think it's a really i I actually i mean it's perfect right it it fits very well with what what we're what we're talking about and honestly there's something it's it's sort of cool to see new games that have mastered that kind of old school hard or mechanics or whatever it is it's it's yeah there's there's definitely something to that where it's a it's a like 30 years have gone by since a lot of those games came out that we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. And that's like 30 years of people refining and perfecting mechanics and design ideas. And I think design ideas is the, is the, for me, that's what the coolest thing is like to yeah. see how someone takes something as simple as jumping and like, let's, let's craft an entire game around purely, purely the idea of jumping. Right. Right. We're, we're sure you could say Mario is kind of that, but really it's not. Mario has a lot of, there's so many other aspects of Mario right. than, than just just his jump, even though that's kind of like his his. I, it's thing. his claim to fame, but then you've got power-ups, you've got, you know. Well, and they're still going left and right even, right? Like you have yeah. to do more than, you still have to go through the level by, by moving your character. Right. Where, whereas my understanding, uh, th- this game, KickBot, right? Yes. Is, yeah, we're talking about jumping. KickBot this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we didn't get to that point. God, we, we really do manage to... <laughs> I was, I was like, I was like sitting, you know, like when, when someone's like standing outside, they're playing double Dutch and the person outside the jump ropes is like kind of leaning back and forth, trying to get the rhythm, looking for the spot to jump in. Yeah. Like I was kind of doing that and I was like, uh, huh. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh Oh Uh Oh, yeah. Uh Uh Okay. Uh (laughs) So, so you were approached by someone I think is actually. They were approached by two. uh, We were approached. I was approached (laughs) by two scoop games. (laughs) 
Yes. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> so, so I buy two scoop games and they have a new game coming out called Kickbot. And they were like, do you ever cover retro inspired games on your podcast? And I was like, yes. we haven't, but we've talked about it. We're willing to. And they're like, cool. Do you want to uh, do you want to have a look at our at the demo for our new game Kickbot? Um, and they gave they gave me uh, early access to it. The game, the full game itself is not out until um, until it's early 2021. 20. Yeah, but you can but you can you can wishlist it on Steam right now. Yeah. Right. And the like it's, uh, it's, on, it's in the interface and everything. I think they're game. releasing the demo publicly in like a couple of days. I, I want to say on like the seventh, which will be like the day after this. If you're listening to this on release. Oh, cool. Um, October 7th. I believe it's October 7th or 8th, I think. Okay. It's soon. Uh, it's this week. So uh, <laughs> what week, I played is basically just like I got it a few days early, got to mess around with it. It's um, it's fun enough where I want. I was like, hey, this is really fun. Can we do the podcast on this? Yeah. Um, and the I, I demo was watching is you play only, it. And, the demo is only eight levels. Right. So and my understanding was that it's it's a taste of it's it's like one level from a couple different worlds or something like yeah. that or like so to give you a taste of what the difficulty will will be like the uh, difficulty scaling a... up and some of the uh some of the mechanics yeah like are... I, there was one level that had i i love um i love the idea of portal like you know yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I love the idea of having the like keeping momentum as you go through mm-hmm. like point a to and it spits you out at point b yeah and there's one level in this that does that so well it's so much fun to watch yeah it's 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 equally fun to play i think this is the kind of game i i will be i would be very surprised if this isn't at a at a gdq at some point oh it will absolutely be at a gdq if i have to get it there myself (laughs) yeah it's it's i don't like playing precision platformers very much you know like super meat boy those kinds of things but Mm -hmm. i love watching them and so it's this inter- was a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Super Meat Boy because I watched the trailer of it and I kind of got that sort of vibe from it. Yeah. It feels like that sort of thing. Uh mm-hmm. the the wall jumping and climbing mechanics feel feel Meat Boyish. Um like just the general precision platformer. There's not really enemies, there's just obstacles. Yeah, it's, it's you versus the you versus the environment as yeah, opposed yeah. to like specific literally things. PvE. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, but no, but actually there's not even, oh, right, right, yeah, literally PvE, that's, that's, yeah, yes. <laughs> literally PvE. <laughs> but the thing is, like, once I started playing it, I was really confused by it for, that was, like. Yeah, that was my favorite part. When you first started, you're like, I don't, I don't quite understand what's, what's happening. <laughs> yeah, and it's because I was trying to play it like a platformer. Now, this is my fault, because they build this game as a, and I quote, a two-button platformer. Wow. And I was thinking of that like, okay, NES controls, like sure. D-pad and, and two D-pad buttons. and two that buttons. That was my thought. No, literally two buttons. Now that's left a, a, and right. Now that that does everything because I saw there was like a dive kick or like you can kind of like. Oh yeah, there's a there is a stomp. So does that a separate button? No, it's both buttons. <laughs> okay. So it All is right. technically like a third functionality, but it's. They still are still, able to call it a two-button platformer yeah. because I mean, it's, it's, it works better than marketing than, like, 2.5 button. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, like, the Castlevania thing where, like, it, you know, it, it feels kind of like the Castlevania thing where okay. it's, like, 
you you have your one button that's jump, and then you have your other button that's attack, and then you press up and the attack button, and it's your secondary fire. Yeah, yeah, that right? makes sense. It's that kind of thing where it's like you're using the same button, but with in conjunction with a different button to get a third to get yeah. a third effect. So essentially, yep. this uh, Kickbot is a game about wall jumps. That's it's like it sounds as cool as it. Or I mean, it, it it looks as cool as it sounds, honestly. <laughs> um. So, like, I was confused at first because I was trying to control my character back and forth. And I'm like, okay, time to do, like, wall jumps up this little, like, vertical corridor. Yeah. And it's like, no. Like, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find the jump button. But every button is the jump button. (laughs) Yeah, didn't you say you can even use, like, the bumpers if you You wanted to? So, I started out using left and right and not understanding what was happening because... (laughs) Because you're thinking, move your character left and right. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Pressing, like, if I'm up, if I'm, like, against the right wall, and you kind of slide down it like Mega Man X style. Yeah. um, If I'm against that wall, then just, you don't have to press the jump button. You just hit left, and that, uh, you just kind of hit left, and that, and hitting left, like, automatically jumps you. So I'm like, okay, so they made the wall jumps really easy because... It's just like press left and right to do your wall jumps. And then I realized that's literally the only control scheme. (laughs) Yeah, because there's at one point where you kind of hold up the control and you're like, wait, I think I understand what's going on now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the way so the way it works, I'm trying to use like the D-pad and the face buttons at the same time and everything's conflicting. That's because you can like basically your buttons are left and right and your basic controls are. Uh, if you're against a wall, then you have a wall jump, and then you have, like, a double jump, like okay. a boost jump. Now, does that second jump, how do you determine the arc of that? Because I know there's some points where you're, 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 your character's moving to the right, and you need to use that jump to move to the left. Yes. Like to, so how does that work? It, they are commit jumps, and it reminds me a lot of Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Ah, okay. So you know how, like, you're playing, like, uh, Super G&G, like... You can, like, Arthur will, like, jump one way, and he's got his legs all spread out and doing yep. his heroic pose. Yep. And it then if you're heading into a pit, you can literally just hit back the other way and jump the other way. Yes. And okay. the arc is kind of the same, but it just kind of, like, the arc just sort of restarts from wherever you are. Okay. Okay. It's that like that. Sense. That's cool. So, like, I... it is literally, like, it's as if... It is as if your second jump is like, okay, you just landed on an invisible platform and are now starting a new jump arc from that point. How do you, how do you, how do you change the direction? It does depend on if you press left or right. Yeah, that's literally it. Perfect. If you like, so you're flying through the air and if you hit left, then you will, you will do your double jump to the left. And if you hit right, then you will do your jump. You will do your double jump to the right. Okay. That sounds I mean, it is super, super simple. Like there is the level design that set that's really sets it apart, right? Yeah, the level design and like it's it is shocking how much they are able to do with just that. Yeah. Um. And and again, just in an eight level demo. um, Yeah. Yeah. It is. You would think that that could be so. A lot of demos you might expect to just sort of. play through the first eight levels or make eight tutorial levels or something like that. Right. right. I, I you love just go through this... the first stage or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first world or whatever it is. And I love that this is a whole experience of no, no, here's, here's different mechanics. Cause my personal, one of my personal favorite levels was the ice 
level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. It it had and there's there's a you know so there's like some corridors that are there's ice on the bottom and you're like oh how do I get through this and you land on it and you just start sliding in that direction. I'm like oh that's yeah. neat. That's how they get. You don't need to control which way you're going because uh, it's it's ice is going to take care of your movement. But if you if you, you basically if you, maintain your momentum. Yeah, and then if you land like if you land on the ice, um, without having momentum, then you're kind of stuck there and you have to jump. But if there's spikes above you, then you've done something wrong and you need to figure out a different way to go. Right. It's such a cool way of, of doing that. I felt like, and it is, it is meat boy style. So <laughs> it is like, if you like, you hit one, you hit uh, one obstacle, you just explode and you start over. So but it that's, is, that's, that's the game. So it's not like a, like that, that's that's you respawn immediately. Like there's no yeah. load time. There's no load like, time at all. It is yeah. it is it is explode and restart so quickly that the shrapnel from your previous life is still falling when you restart. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's I mean like that's kind of that's how precision platformers have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, because, it'd be really no fun. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's not fun at all if it's a if it's a game where you can die that quickly. Yeah. And like you spend more time, you spend more time restarting the stage than you spend actually on your attempt. Like mm-hmm. nobody, nobody's got time for that. No, no, no. <laughs> but this is, this is just like restart immediately and just keep doing it. And there's a, the, most of the stages I played have checkpoints. Yeah. They take like a little snapshot, right? Of, mm-hmm. of where you're at. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely built for speed running. Because oh there it is a, like a timer, right? Yeah, like there's the, a timer and a par time. Yeah, par time. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. And the par time is not short. It is like the par time is like, hey, run it perfectly. <laughs> no. And then you'll be like yeah, a couple seconds under par time. Yeah, yeah. The, the par time is pretty much what you'd expect of like a if you know, if you're doing like a ghost follow or something like that, where it's it's like the, the here's mm-hmm. here's the optimal way through the the zone make very minimal mistakes now i'm sure people will figure out ways to go much faster than the par time in a lot of oh things. yeah but we're, we're talking about much faster being you know three seconds <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah once you once you get it optimized like any time save is significant yeah people like people like lose their minds when you can shave a tenth of a second off uh, <laughs> off Super Mario Brothers. Right. Because it's just that's, been, that's it's been optimized so much. That, like, I, I also like that the, the, the timer, there was one time you were going through it and the timer got, basically it just went away. It just disappeared after you one died minute, too many times. The, it, like, after one minute, the timer, <laughs> the timer just becomes a like, you know, the like the flat eyebrow, like, yeah. are you serious face? Like, come on, really? Yeah, exactly. He's just like bored and like, like come on right. already. I've been on this level for a minute. <laughs> like one whole one whole minute for this level. What are you doing? I think yeah, like I, I played it. I played it several times just yeah, you to played like it for about an hour and a half. I want to say. Yeah. And just getting a little bit better and better each time. Well, and, and I think. For those of you that don't know, Dean is really good at these types of games. Like, you know, I want to be the guy is something that he completed just for fun. So stop. He's, I mean, like, right? It's 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 true though. You're you're quite good at uh at these t- at precision platforming. So by I, I, I time, I'm drawn to them. Yeah. Um. You 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 had the whole eight levels in under like two forty or something like that. It was it was about two forty five, I think, something yeah. like that. So how 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 much time do you think it would take? Like, what do you think? 
I didn't actually look at it, but my understanding there's a Discord where people can post their times. Did you look at that at all? What were what were some of the other times? There were there? two times that were posted, and they were both under two minutes. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Forty seconds, Lord. Yeah. Oh, now I can understand that because there back. there were like a couple of so. <laughs> So this game is one, and I'm not sure about, like, again, this is a demo. This is early. The game's yeah. not due out for, like, probably three to six months or so. Right. Depends right. on what you consider early 2021 to be. Are they doing early access or anything? Or is it like, hey, the game's done, it's out? Or do I, I don't, I, like, they haven't said anything about early access. I think it's just full release. I think this I, I, demo I is... I appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. I, I think this demo is, like the is as early access as you're going to get. I think releasing the demo is super smart. Like how it's, they're handling it. That's so it's, it's not common to do. Uh, I would, it's short, but I think it's a really complete demo. It's that, a very, very strong vertical slice. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's, that's a, that's a nice uh, <laughs> industry savvy way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good vertical slice. Cause it does it just like you said, it does slowly scale the difficulty up while mm-hmm. showing unique mechanics. And it is for a game where your only buttons are go left and go right. Mm-hmm. And I started saying this earlier, like the reason I was confused at first when I was trying to, con- when I was trying to control it, like a regular platformer would yeah. like move and jump is because you can actually use basically any set of buttons on your controller oh right because i asked if you could use the because you said you could use the bumpers on the controller yes and i actually started doing that towards the end um i feel like that's, that that use... that was my go-to when you said that was i was thinking bumpers would be my favorite way to to control mm-hmm. it for some reason i don't know why you can use the uh you can use the d-pad for left and right you can use the left or right side buttons on your uh, uh your face buttons sure so like you know you can use like circle and square as yeah, like your left and right if you're a monster, <laughs> I don't know why you would do that, but you can, <laughs> or you can use the, uh, or you can use the triggers the, and you can like, mix and match them. Right. Like you can use tr- left and circle. You yes. But that <laughs> got kind of wonky when I started trying to do the, the ground stomp because ah. the ground stomp is hitting left and right at the same time. Okay. And can, yeah. that confused the crap out of me for a while. Cause I was, I'm using a D pad at this point and I'm like, I physically can't hit left and right at the same time. Sure. <laughs> like, it, yeah, like, that's where the bumpers that's that when, when, uh, thinking about the bumpers, that's why that would be my preferred way to play. Cause it'd be very easy to press those both at once. It would, and be, it is it's not tricky. Yeah. And it's, and it's easy enough to like, you know, your, your index fingers are responsive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, not using your like pinky or something, trying right, to right, right. do precision platform. You know, you know what my 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 favorite, not my favorite, but I think it was really a smart choice uh, to make a game like this. That's that's going to be coming out first on. I I believe they said consoles later or something. But the fact that I it's don't a, know, I think it's coming. I like. Is it just compute? Because I thought maybe someone in the comments. I know it's said, coming was to asking. I'm I know sure. it's coming to both. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like timed out. Ah, gotcha. But. It doesn't really matter. The fact that it's a two-button platformer on computer seems lovely. You yeah. don't have to worry about... Because for me, I don't... I could never play it. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not very good at these kinds of games to begin with. So playing a, a precision platformer where you have to control left and right using, like, the arrow keys or something on your oh, keyboard, yeah. that's, that's like, a nightmare to me. Uh, so, But you could actually play this game super comfortably with, it, with a keyboard. 
Oh yeah, it's, it's like just I could probably play this super comfortably with a keyboard, and I don't play yeah. anything action oriented on keyboard at all. Yeah, I mean, you don't even play like Fallout or Skyrim with a keyboard. No, and mouse. no, absolutely um, not. So especially I think the two buttons... not. Yes, yeah, especially God forbid. <laughs> so, so I think the two buttons are are. Uh, I think it's it's just such a cool design. But I, I it's, imagine it's so simple. Yeah, I imagine you could just like. And I didn't get into it because I just used my controller. But like, oh, yeah. you've got a keyboard full of buttons. You need two of them. <laughs> Those two buttons do all of them. You could just map left and right to whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I would imagine so. Like, make it make it the the left shift key and the right enter key on your numpad. Sure. And just like and just like hang out with your with your arms just like at the sides of the just keyboard, chilling. just like just like tap tap. And, and like, it's, it's sort of funny when you think about speedrunning some games, people sometimes have these hilarious ways of holding controls. Like, have you ever seen somebody holding the, the controller for Super Metroid, right? They have this insane claw thing where they're... Oh, yeah, the claw grip. Yeah. <laughs> where, they're, where they're doing, you know, they have to press seven buttons at once because yep. somehow Super Metroid is is one of the most complicated speedrunning games, but also the most popular. <laughs> I mean, I think those things are related. Yeah. Um. So the 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 idea of being able to to play the game where you're just kind of actually relaxed and just at, like arms on on your resting on your you know the the side of your chair just chilling playing a, a a really intense game sounds sounds appealing to me. That being said, um, <laughs> that like I wouldn't necessarily refer to this game as relaxing. No, no, it is far from relaxing. It is, it is I just meant a... You could be in a relaxed state. Yes, you can, you can hold your arms in a, in a relatively comfortable, um, in a relatively comfortable position while you get angry at the game. Right, right, right. Oh, this is a, this would be a Tom is very mad at this game <laughs> kind of game. Honestly, like... All right, so I I can't really speak to this because I it takes a lot to frustrate me with sure. a game. Um especially like when it comes to an actual like high execution precision platformer like this, I come in with expectations of like of I'm going to die hundreds time. of times. Well, and it's and you know it's your fault, which makes it easier. Mm -hmm. So it's when when a game so the control, I mean, the controls are tight is an odd thing to say when it's only two buttons, but they, they feel good, right? Like the everything, the, the game itself feels good to play. So when you make a mistake, you don't think, oh, God, this game is unfair. I'm I'm, I'm losing because I'm I did or because the game is forcing me to. You're losing because you did something wrong, which is an easier pill to swallow a lot of times for right. people. Right. Yeah, it's like it's and Kickbot does a good job of like your deaths are. Like it's it's straightforward enough. The hitboxes are basically pixel perfect. Uh, sure. There was not a there was not a single instance when I was playing of me thinking like, oh come on, that didn't hit me. Right. Like it's it's very it's very clear when you get hit and when you don't get hit, which mm -hmm. is which is necessary. Yeah, like even oh, for sure. even like Super Mario Maker has some questionable hitboxes where it's like, are you serious? Come on. Yeah, but and like when when there's a game like this, a game like Kickbot or like Super Meat Boy or something that demands a lot of you, mm -hmm. like you have to you have to put like so much effort into making sure that it's fair mm -hmm. and that it feels fair. Sometimes even to the point of like you know maybe make the hitboxes on those saw blades maybe just maybe just a, a pixel or two smaller. 
Yeah. Just so that they can kind of, you know, they have a little more leeway. Sure. Um, But they really feel like the, the mechanics really feel like perfectly on point. Like everything feels fair. Everything feels like your successes are your triumphs. Your failures are your fault. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it was so I, like I said, this, this is not usually my, my cup of tea, but I, I have to admit, I'm I'm actually as we're talking about it, I'm watching you streaming it again just to kind of you know get a feel for it a mm-hmm. bit, uh, some more, and I'm thinking about just playing it for a bit. Like honestly, it the controls look so tight, like it just looks like it feels good. It looks like the way that you move through the levels is is quite graceful, and I'm and I'm really enjoying watching you go through it the first time and and make all these mistakes, and then you watch you at the end, you're you know, you have such a, a once, once you know the levels, how how mm-hmm. much faster you can react and do things. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's a it's a testament to the level design, right? And, yeah. In the sense that, oh wow, this seems really hard. It seems impossible, and then you do it, and you're like, wait a minute, I can do this better. It's really interesting design too, because the the fact that your um the fact that your only real method of traversal is a jump, mm-hmm. um, it means that the level design is very vertical. Yes. Like, like way more vertical than a, uh, than a typical, uh, platformer yeah, like, would be. Yeah. Because like you, there's no movement without going up. Right. And uh, one thing I haven't really discussed is that the way the wall jumps work, um, it, it would be really boring if you just had to go like back, forth, back, forth, back, back, forth. Sure. Um, so like, I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a game that does this really well. I think Celeste kind of, well, Celeste has a climb. Mm-hmm. I think Meat Boy has a mechanic where you can kind of jump against the same wall to get height. I think that's right. Um, I haven't played Super Meat Boy since it first came out. Yeah, I haven't I don't, played it. It's, I haven't, I haven't either. It's been, it it's well. been like at least it's like five or six years. years. For like whenever that was, whenever it, forever ago. It's been almost a decade. <laughs> Yeah, I think it actually has since I since I played it. Honestly, like I think my copy of Super Meat Boy um, is I I think it actually would you have a physical predates Steam. It's not a physical copy, but I think I got it as like a as like its own unique download, possibly from like one of the early Humble Bundles. Uh, Well, definitely Steam. Steam's been around since like two thousand and four. Yeah, no, it predates me having a Steam account. Oh, wow. That's what I, well, in okay. fairness, I didn't really play anything on PC until like recently. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's, you, you've always, you've always been a, well, that's not fair. You played console games on computer. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm just being silly. I haven't played PC games on PC very much yeah. until recently. <laughs> yeah. And even then, <laughs> If you could play them on a console, you might only because you're using the PS controller anyways. <laughs> there is there is one there is one genre of game where I'm like, yeah, no, I, I need a I need a mouse and keyboard for that. And like that is the like management sim. Oh, oh, of course. Good the, God. Uh, yeah. Playing. Oh, my God. Like, did, did, you, did you ever play any of like the Super Nintendo ones like Populous or anything? <laughs> I have. Um, so I had Populous the beginning a long time ago. Yeah, I love that game. I later <laughs> picked up Populous for SNES, mm-hmm. and um, and put it in, and then took it out. 
Cause like, just like, <laughs> no, no, please God. No, I did. However, play a, a like a metric butt ton of, uh, like Sim of SimCity. City. Yeah. I remember, I remember you tried playing it on stream and it was like, wait a minute, this is, I tried playing it in crowd control on stream. There was was so much more waiting than I remember. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of waiting. I was like, this is this is stream poison. (laughs) I'm just sitting here like thousands of people watching that you can chat with. It's sort of like, what am I supposed to do? Can't do anything until the uh, taxes come in at the end of the year. The taxes. That's okay. I just want to say you know. You you might you might be playing the wrong stream game when the tax season is the fun part of the yeah the stream. It is like the tax. Okay, tax season is here. I can now build one thing. <laughs> well, all right, wait till next year, Greg. And then we wait another five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was that <laughs> one was rough. Uh, Kickbot is not like that, and in fact, would be an incredibly fun streaming game. Like you, you may not be able to interact. It was a, a really lot. fun streaming game. But everyone's excited to watch it. It's one of those ones where, um, you know, you're always, I was, it was fun to see what you were going to do next or like what the level was going to be like next. I mean, yeah. So like I, I talked about the, the diversity and the levels and how much they've been able to do with the mechanics. Yeah. So like you have the, if you're against the right wall and you hit right, you do sort of like a small looping jump up the wall. Sure. So you can kind of just like climb by jumping against the same wall. Oh, but it's sounds, not completely yes. it's not a completely flat climb so they can still put like they can still put obstacles like next to the wall oh. to there was there was a stage that does that where it's like there's um there's like there's like little coins and collectibles that you yeah. can get through the stage which gives them and a little bit more challenge a little more diversity stuff to I do I believe there's an item I don't know what it is but it's some kind of computer chip or something. I think that, it's like supposed to be like a USB drive. There you go. Yeah, and that those are that's not implemented yet, correct? Like yeah. it's in the game but it doesn't do anything yet. It's the it's the special collectible. It's the it's the Celeste strawberries. Gotcha. Yeah. Where it's like collect this to get more stuff later. Mhm. It's the heart star in in in, in Kirby. Yeah, a little bit. Except they're not except you don't have to scratch your head like what the f- am i supposed to do to get this heart star <laughs> yeah that's that's for next week tom that's maybe. for next week <laughs> um maybe unless we don't unless yeah, we we'll play see. scat instead god that just sounds weird <laughs> i um, know but it's a real thing thanks jellico anyway wh- wh- yeah yeah <laughs> anyway thank you because we were about to get sidetracked <laughs> so the uh so all right, so uh, there's like a there's a specific unique mechanic to like each uh stage of the demo that they showed. Yes. So like there's one stage where it has like collapsing floors where okay. you can like land on it but then you have to jump off of it immediately. Okay, yeah. Um that's the one where a, they a staple of most of 2D platforming. Yeah, but it's different when you have to like do an actual like arced jump off of it. True, true. Um and that's where they introduce the the ground slam, mm-hmm. because that's the thing where you can, uh, where you basically stop your momentum and just go straight down. Now, is there any? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, which so you say, can cancel you. out of actually. Oh, if you, you have if you, you, if you have your again? double jump. Yeah, you can actually like jump, ground slam, then double jump, cancel before you actually go all the way down. Oh, nice. So Which, that's probably that would be some speedrun tech right there for sure. I, like I imagine not some... just speedrun tech. That will probably be something that comes up in levels later. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. Where, like, you actually have to go down and then jump before you hit the ground mm-hmm. to get to the next wall or whatever. And hitting the wall is basically when you recharge your double jump. Okay. So, like, so, much much in the same way as, like, in Celeste, when you land on solid ground, you recharge your dash? Sure. Uh, this is, like, when you hit a wall, then you get your wall jump and then your double jump back. Gotcha. Okay. That seems fair. So, you have the collapsible floors in one. We have the ice, where you can land yep. on the ground and, and you just kind of slide. I really um, like that. I, don't, I, I also just, like the color blue a lot and yeah it's, <laughs> so i tend to like ice stages i do too it's a night like i don't like ice physics usually no I mean, this, either, is, this one is, is well implemented yeah well it's um, different it's different because you're not you don't really deal with ice physics like in a normal platformer where your whole controls are screwed up because this is more about right it's basically like being on a conveyor belt it, yeah it was, it's, it's exactly like being on a conveyor belt uh, except that if you if you stop yourself with like a butt pound you'll actually just stick there so then you have to think about how yeah, how, how I ran into it. that a couple of times. And it's like, okay, the only way I can start moving is to jump left or jump right. Yeah, and there's trouble in both directions. So right, so you kind of screwed yourself by yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's sort of the opposite of 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 Sonic in some ways, where it really wants you to keep your momentum actually for real, not 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 pretend. Yeah, like they really want you to eat. It's not like going. Sonic where the game is built around like. Go fast, go fast. The, the most kidding. fun thing about the game is keeping your momentum, <laughs> except that if you do that, you'll run into a wall of spikes every five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sonic. Yeah. Um, appreciate that. <laughs> Good job, Sonic team. Sorry. We're, we're, we're really making somebody mad right now, I'm sure. <laughs> I like, I want to like classic Sonic a lot, but like there is so much about those games that is designed around go fast and then like, you're punished for going fast and then it's like go slow and platform with precision and the game's not built for that because the momentum's all wonky yeah the best part of old sonic games is is some of the tunes that came came out like like the like the chemical plant song oh yeah no the 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 music's timeless i i I will not say a bad word about the music speak actually how is the music in in kickbot so when 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 you're streaming a lot of times you have the music of the game turned, you know, lower than you so we can hear you talking. So I didn't yeah. really get a, a full taste for some of the music except for one part at the end where like one of the end splash screens, it sounded like there was a real, real banger. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the music I, I'm looking it up now because they actually have the, um, they have the composer listed. Oh, no way. Um, and it's someone that I haven't heard of, but like, but like he did good work and I, I want to, I want to yes, specifically, oh, I want to oh, specifically so I, bring the, uh, I, I want to say also that I, I happen to have, I opened the game up on steam and it looks like the kickbot demo is actually available tomorrow. October okay. 6th, it's tomorrow. It okay. Perfect. Yeah. So tomorrow so is meaningless. If you are, so it is October 6th. <laughs> yeah. So if you are listening to the podcast right now, it should be available for you to go and, uh, for you to go and grab the demo. Yeah, that's true. Unless you've somehow managed to time travel that there or right you're should be in the future or you're but us. yes, but, but, but we technically we both anyways. have access to it anyway. So <laughs> even still, man, we're, we're so cool. <laughs> we are all over the place. Jake Mercer, Jake Mercer. That name actually sounds familiar to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. Why would I know this guy? Was he? Oh, wait, it might be because he was a voice actor. <laughs> Yes, okay, I, he was a voice actor for for Felix the Cat and, and Popeye the Sailor. I'm going to guess oh, that's, that's probably a different person. Yep, that's Jack anyways. 
Apparently, it's a, uh, it's also a real estate agent near here. Near me, not you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that came up, too. <laughs> hey, good job on that guy getting his name to rank in Google. Yeah, Dan, when you search Tom Day, I'm just an Australian musician that has actually quite a lot of, uh, quite quite a lot of hits on on YouTube. Um, Dean Holden is a uh, is a retired English footballer. You know, I think there's a Tom Day that was also a footballer because I remember people in high school printing it out and being like, "Is this you as as a joke or something?" I don't I don't remember. Damn our white names. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for being in school when the internet was new because uh, <laughs> that was a uh, that was just so funny. <laughs> Yep. Not that I actually didn't bother me for real or anything. It's just sort of funny when you think about that probably wouldn't be amusing anymore to Google somebody's name and be like, oh, look, at someone has the same name as you. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a thing we've all accepted now, right? Yeah. But anyways, Jake Mercer, he's the he's the musician. Has he done – does he have like a, a – a, what are they called? Like band camps or one of those things? The, I uh, do not know. I was not able to find anything, but – his name's Jake I, I Mercer. Like it is a good, song. highly electronic, like industrial soundtrack. Very, yeah. very uh, high energy. Very. I mean, it's it feels like what you would. Ex- it's what you would expect from a from a retro styled indie game. Perfect. It's very chip tuny. Yeah. That no. That I mean, when you think about that, that that has a. You you can almost you can't hear the soundtrack, but you can feel the soundtrack. You, yeah. You, you yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 Definitely. Um. And the, based on what I heard, there's that one end splash screen, which I, I really like that song. Because I, I, there's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, those times where you want to just get amped up and this is the perfect kind of game. You, you need a soundtrack that gets you going. You can't have, you know, something quiet and yeah. really soft playing in the background. It's going to be like, let's go. Yeah. We're jumping like, on walls. But yeah. The whole soundtrack is let's go. Perfect. The, the story is also let's go. Oh, there's a story? I missed. Oh yeah, there's... Oh, that's that's what that splash screen was, right? With all the, t- I actually, I, it's <laughs> I got lore, but it's it. like you can tell that the lore is just kind of taking the piss. Yeah, you know, it's like this is this is an intentionally dumb video game, <laughs> dumb story. Sure. Um, so it's basically like the scientists on Earth created this like this AI helper bot. That was basically like a super Alexa Mm -hmm. and it just like it solved all the world's problems, but then it became self-aware and and didn't and and stopped wanting to take orders. So damn it, AI, why do you always have to do that? Yeah. So it went out to the moon. Okay. like they like they 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 (laughs) I don't think it went to the moon, but like the the scientist like stopped the AI is named Giga. Like it's it, the acronym is Giga, but I forget what it exactly stands is it for. Gigas. No, it's like G I G A. And it's, okay. it's an acronym and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's, it's basically like general, like general assistant or global assistant or something. Okay. Sure. Um, sure. It's, oh, wait, wait. So I think I, again, like a I super can... Alexa. Right. Right. And, uh, basically it's like, Oh, well they, they were contained. And they they put the AI on a rocket and sent it into space and the AI landed on the moon and started building like over the course of like 10 years, started building a giant robot leg (laughs) to kick the earth into oblivion. Yes. Fantastic. 
And so the scientists on Earth created Kickbot to go into the giant to kick leg. The kicker. Yeah, to kick the kicker. To to go into the to the the kick robot the the <laughs> robot leg, and destroy it from the inside before it can before it can kick the earth. Do you think there'll be like bosses? I don't know. Cause so in, I actually in, don't know. That's a good question. I found out what Giga stands for. It's Global Intelligence General Assistant. Okay, I knew um, it was. I knew that Global and General and Assistant were all part of it, and I just didn't know the order. Whenever I see acronyms like that, I I can't help but think about uh, um, Team America with with intelligence. Oh like yeah, it, I I you know, and it's an AI that that yeah whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, so in 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 your chat, one of the I think it was the one of the artists from the game was there. Yes, and he was talking about how it's gonna be a, it's gonna it has like some worlds like Super Mario World where it's like an overworld map. And there's different zones, and each zone has a set number of levels, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, in the demo, the levels just all kind of go, like, one after another. Yeah, it's but more But apparently, like... the final version of the game is going to have an overworld level select. That's so awesome to me. I, I love that, because I wonder if that—, that I, hopefully that means there's going to be some, some like, special secrets. If they're, if they're making it, like—if they're, if they're referencing Super Mario World— then maybe there'll be like, you know, a super, like a Star World kind of a thing, or, or there'll be different connections or all that kind that of stuff. That is what those USB, uh, those little USB keys are for. Oh, that's Those cool. unlock secret levels. Yeah, I'm about that. So that is like, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, there's, so there's going to be like, so the stages, I, I mentioned it before, they have the, they, <laughs> excuse me, they have the USB um, little keys in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting. You don't just collect them, but you have to collect them and then take them to like a spot in the, me- level, to, right? to the spot in the level where they actually plug in. Oh, that's, that's so, so it like you have to adds extra challenge, like a, a decent amount of extra challenge. It's not just like, Oh, make two extra jumps to go out of your way to grab the thing. You also right. have to figure out where it goes. Yeah. You have to, you have to, sometimes it's just on the way to the end. Sure. But sometimes you have to go out of your way to find the, so like the ice level. Yeah. That was what I was actually thinking about. You have to like stomp back down to the ground. And then you're in a kind of a precarious place too, because you're Mm -hmm. sort of right next to where you insert it, but then there's spikes all around you. So you have to do a really quick jump, jump sort of a thing to, to avoid getting hit by what's right around you. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of instances like that where you have to kind of like stack your jumps back and forth. It's Mm -hmm. got a very particular arc and the, and the game is designed in such a way as to like, not really make it so that you can like edge past spikes. Right. You kind of have to like, you kind of have to to do a lot of like left, right, right, left jumps to get like, to sort of corner jump around the spikes. Sure. Cause you like, so for example, if you're on a, if you're on a flat wall and there is, um, and there's spikes on top of the wall, Mm -hmm. like, like above you. Yeah. Like above you, but you're on like the flat side of it. Like you can't really just like, you can't really just like go around the top of it. Ah, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just climb up the wall and just kind of like slide over the spikes you really have to go out of your way to go like out and around to get a good to get a good jump over it and there's a couple of stages that use that pretty like that use that pretty generously Mm -hmm. where you have to like jump away from the wall to get a little bit of height 
and then jump back towards the towards the wall to to clear the spikes on top of it. Mm-hmm. There's a it, it creates a really unique feel and a really a really sort of like unique um, flow to the game. Yeah, that isn't really like anything else that I played. That's that's awesome. I, you know, speaking of secret levels, I wonder. I wonder what kind of route they're going to go because they could either go with the okay the secret level is ultra hard, and uh, it 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 takes the skills that you've learned and makes you know and puts it and cranks the the, the volume all the way up or it mm-hmm. could be like a sort of like a fun bonus level where it does something that just makes you happy or excited because it's like really interesting or fast paced or it does a, a new sort of mechanic or or kind of flips the way you're thinking about things. Yeah, I I wonder. I hope it's a, a mix of both because I I really enjoy a. Sometimes I, I secret levels when they're when they're just harder versions of stuff you've already done is kind of a drag because it's like eh, I already got to that point and it's, yeah. it's sort of nice to have them be different or kind of mix it up or make it just so it's a fun moment or, or it's I like when there's a balance right you yeah know what I mean yeah I, I know what you mean like I remember playing the first couple of like hell levels in uh, in Super Meat Boy and yeah. I'm like yep. oh this is the same level but they added more spikes exactly and to me that's just kind of eh, it's it's not for me it's not bad or good it's it's just like I said, this is not my favorite genre. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not your it, it. It wouldn't compel you to play more of it just to do the same thing, but slightly harder. Yeah. Yeah. But if it if it unlocks something interesting or it's like, oh, this is a really cool level because they sort of change the way you think about the game. That's my favorite sort of uh, Celeste does that really well, actually. Yep. When you do like the B sides and C sides of stages. Yeah. And it's yeah. like they're they're like they're completely reimagined versions of those stages. Yes, I love like that. it's using it's using the mechanics that those stages introduce, but in new and interesting ways mm-hmm. like that. That is a really good version of that. And honestly, like, I don't know, they're still making the game, so it could go either way. I'm yeah, sure there will probably be a, a mix of both. But I agree with you that, like, when your bonus stages are like sort of recontextualizing the game and, and forcing you to to rethink some of your mechanics and use things in new and interesting ways. Like that's, that's always, I really love neat. that. Oh, oh. And if, if you, if you wanted to, if you wanted any, if you had any doubt that the story wasn't, you know, uh, just, just for, just for some ridiculous, <laughs> they, they, they actually reference zunes as part of the reason why Giga. Um, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Learn and I, grow. I had a whole thing yesterday where I was like, when did Zunes become like the meme device? Oh my God. Right after they were released. (laughs) But I mean, like they were released and then they were like, and then everyone was like, okay, no. And then they were, and then they were unreleased. I think think it's one of those things where they released it and it was just like, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) So it was, it's just sort of a, it's, you know, it's just kind of a, a little bit of a lull. I mean, it's like, it was like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 started it, right? Was it? Well, I mean... I, maybe, so it they didn't... had to have been a joke at that point. Otherwise, they couldn't have made the joke in that movie. Because at that point, Zunes were long gone. Well, I'm saying, like, they like they have recently come back as this thing to joke about. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because they were kind of, like, funny eight years ago, nine years ago. <laughs> right. Around the time they released and then were promptly unreleased. Yeah, because I think they, I want to say they came out in, oh, the middle of 2000, like six or seven or something like that. They they came and out. they were around for like two years. <laughs> yeah, they came out when I was working at Target because I remember having to like be oh, like learn the about electronics yeah. when, when that happened. And that would have been like 2007, 2008. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
But yeah, so, now, now I see what you're saying. So it was kind of like the it was, <laughs> they've 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 become the thing to to joke about again. Yeah, like <laughs> soon. It's yeah. It's literally just like saying the word is the joke. <laughs> you <laughs> ha ha soon. <laughs> and I like I made the I made the joke yesterday. Like zunes, the zune is now our generation's eight track tape. Yeah, yeah. That's where true. like where like it was a thing or like Betamax tapes. Betamax, yeah. Where it's we, like we, that was a, a little bit of a. It was before the internet was as big of a, or they well memes didn't even exist the way they do today. No. But the, what was the? Uh, oh my god! What was the disc drive thing that was like? It's fifty floppy disks. The oh, zip the zip drives. drives. Yeah, yeah. Zip drives would have fallen into that if 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 uh, if memes existed. The way, yeah. Instead of it being like an actual, <laughs> instead of memes being an actual study of like you know memology and and what it means to pass on traits through things other than um like hard science and all that kind of stuff right right i I think it's just like every 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 technology that is like the optimized nouveau version of the new technology Mm -hmm. that comes out at the same time as the thing that completely blows it up yep is like that's the thing where it's like oh honey no (laughs) no no (laughs) oh because the Zune basically was the thing that's like, hey, look, this is our this is our big iPod competitor right around the time Apple was introducing the smartphone. Well, and and it was introducing the smartphone and the like their their Apple music was blowing up. So mm-hmm. Zune just didn't have the platform to. Yeah. To, to launch off of sort of like HD DVDs or Blu-rays, right? Like I was going to bring up HD DVD. My understanding is that Blu-ray took off partially because I, I think now I could be wrong in this, but I, I remember reading this a long time ago, but uh-huh. who knows, you know, memory and everything. Yep. But I remember reading that the, the porn industry decided that they were going to use it's Blu-rays. always the porn industry. <laughs> I, I think that that was a major reason why Blu-rays, they were like, oh, screw it. Well, if they're making porn on Blu-rays and what's the point? Yeah, that's, that's like billions of dollars. It always. Well, no, I, it always is because like that's that's basically used as like the deciding factor in every in every like video format war and that's about to stop because literally who does that on hard media anymore yeah yeah really like the next time they're like well i mean realistically like we're probably not going to have a whole lot more like hard media wars that's now playing out in the streaming space. Like the new, mm-hmm. the new Blu-ray versus HD DVD is HBO max versus Netflix versus Hulu versus Disney plus. Yeah. They pretty much have decided that, okay, we're just going to release. We'll just, we'll just release whatever the highest resolution disc or like movie is on this disc format that works for it because it doesn't matter anymore. That's not where the, the fighting is. Yeah. Uh, and and less people are buying those anyways. I mean, when they're like $50 for, for a movie. Yeah. God, yeah. That's a little, a little crazy. I, the but, other big thing about uh, the other big thing about Blu-ray is that it was the Sony format. And so yeah. Sony just like Sony just built them into PS3s. Yep. And so if you had a PS3, you were de facto an early adopter of Blu-ray because you just had it. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought a PS3 for, for Metal Gear Solid 4 and then I was like, hey, Same. you know, I want to buy a movie in Blu-ray. So I bought, I went Same. to 
Best Buy and bought a Blu-ray movie just because I was like, I, I want to. Because you had it, so like, I, like, I might, as, might as well. Might as well. I wanted. Do you remember that movie? You could, no. Oh, you, probably, you didn't watch movies with my toy. Wait, about. is that the one where they curve the bullets? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember that movie. I didn't see it, but I remember the, I remember the ads, the trailers. It was one of those movies that I'm sure was was pretty average or mediocre but because i spent twenty dollars on it to buy a blu-ray or twenty five dollars or whatever it was i have fond memories of it <laughs> hey remember those times when you spent twenty dollars on one movie oh god very honestly very rarely for me i usually waited till some sale and got it for you know six five. or seven bucks yeah. or five bucks or whatever yeah yeah I, this I, actually I like so this works really well actually like we've gone off on a tangent but we have Talking about like <laughs> surprise. Talking about the like new versions of old things is is very oh, relevant true. to this particular game. Um, so I, I think we've. The only thing I wanted to say one was a question: Do we know the price point of this game yet? I do not know the price point. Okay. Um, I don't know if they know the price point. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't know if if that had been at this point. Or not. Um, I the demo's free. So yep. you can you can try it out and see if it uh, agrees with your sensibilities as of apparently right now, dear listener. Um, it, like I say right now, but like if you really if you're on this like first thing when it comes out, you might have to wait a few hours. I think I think we're safe to say right now. It's OK. It's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very, very small contingent of people that might listen to it on the day of release <laughs> on the hour of release, like a few minutes before the demo might come out. <laughs> but yeah, generally you can just go get the kickbot demo on steam unless and you're listening to this way later, in which case just go buy it. It's out. Yeah. And there you go. And definitely add it to your wish list Cause I, I don't know how steam works, but I've heard that that's a good thing for, for people with like more people have things added to their wish list, or if it gives the developers just kind of an idea of, who's interested in all that kind of stuff. So if it's something that you like, throw it on there. Cause it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't hurt you at all and it could help them. Right. But yeah, you were going to say something about, uh, I was just going to say, I feel like this, like this being the retro breakdown podcast, I feel like this sort of bridges us into a discussion of just nouveau retro mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. And like, this is the first time that we've covered something that is technically a new game. It is technically so new that it's not even out as of the time of recording this. Oh, that's, that's new, dude. That's really new. It's really new. It's like the newest possible. <laughs> it's so new. It's not even fully made yet. Wow. Um, unlike, you know, games Classics like Karnoff. Like Karnoff. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which are games that are, uh, you know are also not not finished but just sort of exist <laughs> that way anyway not new either yeah they're like they're, they're not finished and they're never gonna be so what i what i like about these kinds of games like like kickbot is that you could see it playing on the nes not 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 to its not to the <laughs> it wouldn't i don't mean this as a insult to the art team because the art is far and above anything the nes could ever hope yeah the art can, would not the art is work actually on the... The, the animation's really beautiful um yeah it's very smooth right yeah because that's my I, I i will uh openly say that when you when you first talked to me about this game i was like oh is it is it a i was nervous right because sometimes if it's a smaller indie game maybe it's not going to be a polished experience you know what i mean like it could be rough but mm -hmm. after looking at the looking at it for just a, a 
second. Like you, you showed me the the clip of it. I was like, oh no, right. this is this is going to be very enjoyable. Right. Um, but but back to what I was saying that that's so cool about these kinds of games that you could actually play this. The NES controller has too many buttons for this, but uh, it's... literally yes. <laughs> but I, I I I think it's sort of the perfect game for us to be to to talk about it as as sort of this retro inspired experience where the it's sort of the um so, kind of like the the magic of playing a game for the first time right it it sort of captures the 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 way that you play it and you're like well, this is different this is new but it's it felt sim- it felt familiar and it was it, all put together feels, well enough where you could yeah. get in, you could get into it really fast it feels nostalgic but it's not yeah exactly exactly like it, it triggers those feelings of like playing a nostalgic old game but it's mm-hmm. still giving you a new experience that you haven't had before mm-hmm. it's really it's really cool that it's able to do both a lot of game like I, I feel like we're at a point now where like there is almost an oversaturation of ne- of retro and insti- uh, retro inspired games yep like because, you know, there's people that are our age who grew up with those games who never stopped loving those games. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then what does it mean to say retro-inspired? Does that just mean... Pixel it's, graphics. It's, it's a hard game? Does, right, is it is is the only retro-inspired aspect the fact that it's got pixelated graphics? And this doesn't have pixelated graphics exactly, right? Like yeah. It's, uh, well, and I honestly, mean, like... graphics, but you know what I'm saying. Wall jumps in general are not something that were common 30 years ago. No. I mean, you could, like, you could force it in Mario One, but not on. Per- not it was not intended. <laughs> you could uh, you could do it in Strider, but Strider's so broken. I don't know if that's actually even intended. <laughs> like, who knows what's intended in Strider? No, nope, nobody actually. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like it is a. It's a. It feels so. It's got classic looking visuals. Mm-hmm. It's got classic sounding music mm-hmm. cuz it's very, you know, it's very chiptuny. Yeah, like I said, you you when 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 you're talking about it, you can sort of feel the the music when, when like it's it's what you'd expect it to be. Yeah, exactly. Um which is a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um so you've got those, you've got um you've got like one touch death. Mhm. Right? But you also have a game that's built around wall jumping and double jumping, which are fairly new. Uh, not mm-hmm. new, but like they're not really common mechanics in in classic like retro games. No. So it is it is very much like a new twist on a classic feel. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's but um... it still triggers nostalgia. Because nostalgia and classic and retro and all of these like qualitative judgments on things are weird. <laughs> yes, it's weird. Well, I think it's a it's it's a testament to the game though because you've I've played and I'm sure you've played games that are quote unquote retro inspired and you play and you're kind of like yeah I don't I don't you don't have the yeah you don't get those feelings right. You there's some just... that I've played and just forgotten about, and then there's yeah. some that I played like Shovel Knight that just stick with you forever. Ah, oh, that's a good example. Yep. Shovel Knight's like my go-to That's whenever perfect... it comes to like the game that is the game that is inspired by classic platformers, but is still its own thing. Well, and that's 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 a so I would call that the quintessential inspired by retro. Yeah. Games, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's it's in some ways it's one to one, but totally different. It's very strange. Whereas so, this is very different, but inspires those feelings or it, yeah. it, it, it brings them up, evokes them. 
so this is not going to be the smoothest of segues, but sure. um, um, so our <laughs> our new dog Dio, yeah, um, Jesse bought a doorbell for the dog. What? It's their little their little panels that we <laughs> install on the walls. <laughs> no way. So that he can go up and push it with his nose when he needs to go outside. <laughs> and I just heard the doorbell, so I think it's time to take a word from our sponsors. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So I guess now that we're back into this, um, I, oh yeah, oh sorry, did you have something to say? I was before? just gonna say that in in, in between our, our little break there, I was um, listening to the music from from Kickbot, and oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta say I really like it. I know we, I know I kept kept talking about it, but it's it is exactly how you want it to be. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy it a lot. Um, it is a high octane soundtrack for a high octane game. Like and it's, it's very, nice it's very driving. It it fades in for as good as it is. It fades into the background really well. I was gonna say so, and and it's cool because it's it it it, uh, it does a nice job of transitioning between levels. So it it fits the level that you're listening it on. Like the the ice level had sort of an ice feeling to it, but still high octane and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I just wanted to to mention that just because I I I really like listening to music a lot. So that's that's something that can make or break a game for me sometimes if it's if it's if there's moments like rygar <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you're like oh jesus <laughs> well it's just like for a game like that that you might have to be like the music doesn't really change uh per stage mm-hmm. it changes no, it's like, like more like world or whatever it feels yeah, like yeah so but like yeah, you're so gonna that's... be listening to like one track probably for a while until you get good at the game and it's and so it's, a, it it's is, like you said it's nice because it, it it blends away enough where where if you want to hear it you hear it but if you're like I don't want to hear it it somehow disappears like it just becomes part of the stage which is excellent yeah yeah it's it's it does a really good job of just sort of like it's as it's as much a part of the experience as you want it to be but like eventually if a tr- if a track doesn't loop well or if it starts to like grate on you mm-hmm. then. You get, it gets, you get it's going to make the whole experience more frustrating mm-hmm. because it, it's going to make the, it's going to make the whole experience more frustrating because you're still frustrated with, um, you're frustrated with trying to beat the level. And then if the, if the music starts to like grate on your nerves then it makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, this does a good job of being like, it's there. And it'll loop and you just keep listening to it for as long as you need to. And it it never really like got to a point where I was like, oh, stop. Because <laughs> I've like I I've had muted, that experience. I've muted soundtracks. I, I'll be mm-hmm. honest. Even when we were playing Crystalis, I, I, I muted it at some point because I was like, I'm tired of hearing the, the dungeon music. And Crystalis oh, yeah. had a fine soundtrack. It's just that, you know, yeah. it's I'm, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm I love I love chip tunes and I like some old NES songs, but what I really love about chip tunes is what people do with it today. <laughs> like the, the, how, how they turn, I know it's not really a chip tune, the soundtrack to, to kickbop, but I, I love right. hearing, um, it, it has that, it has sort of feelings of kip, of, of chip tune music, but it's really just, it's really just electronic music. Yeah. I just, I love how it, how, how it's evolved. Just, just similar idea of taking, you know, jumping and all that kind of stuff and, and smoothing it out and perfecting it. It's, 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 it's a good time. So I think that's, I think that's the end of Kickbot. I have a question for you. Yeah. What was the last game you played off stream? Not including Fall Guys. No Fall Uh, Guys. Because that would have, that would have been it. 
I know. Um, then that doesn't count because everyone knows you're playing Fall Guys. <laughs> I actually haven't played in a couple of weeks, but the new uh, the new update comes out this week, so I'm gonna have to Ooh. jump back into it. I saw there was um, a pirate ship level. We're not supposed to be talking about. No, what was the last game you played outside? Of I'm thinking Cats? about it. I'm thinking about Damn it. I literally have to sit here and think about it. Okay. Um, was it? Was it cons? Think about console, PC, mobile. Okay. Phone. No, so mobile phone all right. So I have an answer to this. Okay. I have I have actually several answers to this, but I need some qualifiers. All right. Do mobile out. games work? Uh, do no. mobile games? Count? I was about to. I was about to include mobile games. Then I'm thinking no because mobile games like what you you play like one or two mobile games, right? You play the yeah, Fire Emblem I, one. Fire Emblem Heroes and uh, and I've gotten into Ark Knights lately. Okay, I'm gonna say. Wait, what's Ark Knights? I'm curious. Um, Ark Knights is a um, it's a it's a free to play like gotcha style game. Sure. Um, like so many of them are. But yeah, it's, I was gonna, um, like, it's, you've described every cell phone game. It's basically, <laughs> uh, it, it's basically a tower defense game. Ooh, Ark Knights art. Oh, it's got some it's got some some fancy anime art. Yeah, I found out later, on her head. like after I um, after I started playing it, I, I <laughs> talked to a couple of people about it, and they're like, "Oh, the ads really get on my nerves." And I was like, "What? What ads?" Are and I like, went, ex- like, I went up and actually looked sexy. at some ads, and I was like, "Oh no!" Wait, why? Why? Oh no, their ads are trash. Oh god. Ooh, well, they, they have do? a couple of like, they have a couple of ads that are basically just like music videos. Okay. They just like show like full like FMV anime sequences of some of the characters in the game, but okay. not, but not any. It's the type of thing where like it never actually shows you what the game is. Sure, that's not a good sign sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really glad that I heard about the game independently before seeing any of those ads because I would have judged it based on that and been like, oh yeah, no, this is dumb. Right, this is just trying to get you to play because of because mm-hmm. of the art style or the. Characters I wonder how many people like because you you know the the mobile game ad that is like like showing a thing that is not what the game is at all. Yeah, it shows this like dumb little animation, and mm-hmm. then it's like play now for free, and it's like okay, but you didn't show me the game. You showed me like you showed me a fake game. <laughs> right. Yeah. That isn't what the game is, and then told me to download it based on it being not what the game is. Yeah, or or they have those ads. The ones that I hate the most are actually the ones that have like I don't know what game it was even for. I couldn't tell you, but it had some some guy playing with some girl, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna help this girl out," and then the girl turns on him, is like, "Ha ha, gotcha," and I'm like, "What the hell? Who 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 sees this ad and thinks ha ha? I can't wait to play this." Aren't those like <laughs> the Mafia Wars ones? Yeah, something like I. I honestly don't know. It's it's been a long time since I've played a a mobile game that had the ads for that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. But so how does Ark Knights? What is it? What what does it play like? Rather than let's not let's not talk about the the ads that suck. What yeah. what, what draws you in? I'm it's I, I'm um, well, I really like tower defense games. Uh, you basically have like like I said, it's it's gotcha based where like you have different. I do like tower you defense. You have different characters that have different. Um, like they have different attack styles. Okay, yeah. Different places they can be deployed. Um, you know, attack defense values. Some of them have different types of types of damage. Uh, you know, there's like physical damage and magic damage, and um, and enemies that are susceptible to one or the other. Uh, there are some. You've got like melee operators that can be like that can actually be deployed on the map to like stand in the way and block people. Okay. 
And then you have like your archers and your magic users that have to stand on like raised platforms. Yeah. So like it's kind of like all of the maps are kind of really specific about where you can and can't deploy certain types of units. Sure. And it's basically just like, you know, it's a tower defense where there's spawn points where enemies come out and you, you know, you have your deployment points that determine like which units you can uh, you can send out there like <clears throat> are the is the gotcha elements pretty fair actually like i watched a video of a uh, an anime youtuber that i really like named giguk okay um and he did a he did a video on like all right so i spent money on uh yeah i spent money on some gotcha games yeah and ark knights was one of the ones that he played where he was like i did not feel like I needed to spend money to play this game and to enjoy wow. this game. Um, he was like, he basically was like, I did. I spent like $150 on it for, the, for video purposes. Yeah. I mean, he made that back in videos, so it doesn't really, <laughs> yeah. Just like for the, for the purposes of like, for the purposes for of like, yeah, for, for content. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I felt really good about my progression and, Basically, what the gotcha element is, is you can get um, you can get more units okay, and yeah, higher ranking guessed. units that have better stats. Sure. That, that's that would make the most. I mean, that's that that makes sense. But I was the game also the game also drip feeds them to you in a really like it's got a really interesting way to um, to like drip feed you drip feed you your units. OK, because there is there's two different ways to get new units into your into your squad so there's recruiting and there's headhunting and headhunting is what you think of as like a classic gotcha pull type of system where it's like you have your you have your super limited currency that you can buy with real money if you want to but you also yep. get like a little bit of it from gameplay from doing stuff yeah and you'll mm-hmm. get yeah yeah and you use that to like pull from these banners and it's like you can get up to six star heroes. Right. Um, but then there's also a recruitment function mm-hmm. where you can mostly pull like three and four star. Okay. Um, but you get them like basically for free. You get these, you get resources called, uh, I think they're called like recruitment files and you basically just go in <laughs> there. Fitting name, I suppose. I know. <laughs> It's something like that anyway. You go in there and you basically like it gives you five tags to determine like that you can choose from to determine like which what uh, type of unit wh- what type of unit you want. To wow, get. that's actually pretty neat that you can sort of say like I want an archer or a mat like a mm-hmm. magician or whatever and you're pulling yeah. specifically from that pool of yeah. of of I like that a lot. That's actually something that was always so I I could easily I I'm I, I would be prone to spending money on these kinds of games if, if I had, like, disposable money to spend. Or, like, I would say, okay, I'm going to spend this much on it, right? But right. one of the things that would always turn me away from sort of loot boxes and that stuff in general is that it's like, oh, well, I'm pulling from everybody. That sucks. Like, what right. if I want a specific type of unit? So that's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, there's usually, like, a banner where it's like there's an increased chance of these characters. But sure. it's like, but what if, like, but right now I really just need, like, a defense unit. Right. This is what I feel like is going to be good for yeah. my team. So that's what I want to pull from. I like that. Yeah. That's kind so, of nice. yeah, it's, it's nice. And like the, the trade off is it costs one of the recruitment files and like a very, very marginal 
amount of in-game currency. Okay. Like a very small amount. Like, like you can choose the amount of time that you actually do the recruitment for. And the longer you do it, you could do it for up to like nine hours as like a wait. Oh, as like a oh. waiting period. Yeah. And, and that the gives longer, you a bonus or like the it longer it you, yeah, the longer you No, it makes it more expensive, but it also makes it like a more guaranteed chance. that you get a higher uh, level unit. I like that. That's cool. So you can do it for like one hour or you can do it for nine hours. And that determines like at one hour you can get like there's a chance of getting like a one uh, one through four star unit. Sure. And at nine hours, it's like you're guaranteed three to five. I like that. And it's there's a very there's a very set um, like group of characters that you get from recruitment. There are some there's some units that you cannot get from recruitment. Like you just you just won't. You can't right um so they gotta gotta get the they gotta get their their big bucks somehow right exactly so there's still reason to do the headhunting but like i have not i i've been playing for a couple of months now and i've only recently started running into like hmm i kind of want to do some pulls but i don't have the currency (laughs) it's the first time i've started thinking about like maybe spending money but i'm still not going to yeah i know i know your stance on that But, like, I I played very happily for a couple of months without ever even considering spending any money. And they also do a nice thing where it's, like, they have, um... So there is a... There's a currency that's kind of, like, the the main plot currency that is what you get from clearing each mission Mm -hmm. for the first time. And you can break that down into your summon currency, or you can use it as, like, your stamina refill. You know, like gotcha games yeah, have like yep, you can absolutely. only play so much per. per you have to wait day. thirty minutes or an hour or whatever yeah. to get another resource to go again. Uh, Pokemon, I don't play, but Leticia plays the Pokemon um, uh, Cafe, Pokemon Cafe. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's a. They, 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 I mean, that's just a staple in most of those kinds of games. Yeah. Hell, it was a staple in a uh, Dungeon Fighter when I played that. Yeah, it, it's a very like it's a very classic like mobile game thing. So you can mm-hmm. use it for either of those things. But what I do is every time you every time you go up five levels. Because you you have like an actual like level in game that determines like your maximum uh, your maximum stamina like cap and oh, wow. a, and a couple of other things and you just get experience points for that you can't buy it mm-hmm. I'm sure that's affected by re- like they're better units if you have the five star ones and all that no kind of it's stuff. it's literally just like you get XP for clearing missions oh because it's you it's you the user like, yeah it's your you the ac- user it's an account wide thing actually like. This was weird to me at first, but none of your units passively gain XP. Oh, okay. What you get essentially is items that are XP boosts. And you get those from clearing missions. Oh, okay. And then you go into your operator window and it's like, okay, who do I want to use this XP on? Like, who do I want to level up? Who do you want? Yeah, who do you want to? Who do you like? Who do you want to make stronger? And this is a this is a thing I've noticed in a lot of recent uh, mobile gotcha games. There's like 18 different ways to level people up. <laughs> yeah. So there is the like there's the straight like actual leveling where it's just like use XP and their level goes up and their stats all get a marginal increase. A tiny boost. But then they hit a level cap, and then you have to... You have to rebirth them or whatever the hell it is. Yep. You have to basically... You promote them, and that requires a bunch of money and a bunch of resources, and then they have access to new skills. And then yeah, you they can had level, that in... And then you can level the skills up yeah. independently. 
I mean, if there's, it's, so for the reason I can't, I, the reason I don't like playing those games is that when I, when I think about being, playing an RPG, I like to do everything and have everything and make the best yeah. character. And that's impossible to do unless you want to spend money. Unless you want to spend like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't even need, I don't even need to be the best of the best, but if you want to be marginally the best, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, then you still, have, you still have to at least spend something. So I, I just, I've just always stayed away from mobile games uh, after. I mean, there I've, is a trap there. Like we've talked about how you have like really strong completionist. I do. Yes. Um, Impulses. Yeah. And like this game is des- like this game and games like it are designed to extract money from you. Mm-hmm. based on those impulses yeah i would i would be if uh if the settings were appropriate i would i would be one of the the like the whale type people that mm-hmm. you know spends way too much money on on a game like that if if i really got into it uh yeah but that's cool so okay aside from cell phone games though, what's i don't i don't i was gonna say something that's not really fair anymore because i was gonna say what's the last real game you've played but that's not that's really not fair in 2020 i think like there's so many no, real games actually, on cell phones honestly <laughs> it's important that you because because like it's not just cell phone th- games because like the real answer is clubhouse games where i okay. will just oh, like yeah. on a on a random day that's almost like I, a I cell phone game honestly <laughs> it kind of is but it's on switch but i'll just pick it up and play a couple rounds of hanafuda because i feel like it <laughs> and then what was it before that it was like the yakuza 4 mahjong mini game did you actually boot up yakuza 4 to play mahjong yes ah i love that which 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 yakuza has the best mahjong i haven't played all of them but like I don't oh you know, didn't my... play because I, I heard the ones i played I heard... it in four okay which was several months ago yeah um because I heard the early ones, well, not really early, time-wise, story-wise early, not in terms of actual release, like Kiwami or Kiwami mm-hmm. 2, one of those, or maybe it was Zero, actually. I think one of those has has a really in-depth, uh, I guess they all sort of do. I It's they? like, it's a simple game to code, honestly. Yeah. And it's kind of like a staple now of the series. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean. It's, I guess it's, Judgment had it too, didn't it? Of course, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter. You're, you're. It doesn't matter which I, way you're playing it. The one that I played the most, like actually off stream, I uh, I played a couple rounds of it in Yakuza Four at the end of a stream, mm-hmm. and then like finished the stream, and then booted the game back up <laughs> just to play some more. And was like, I don't keep, I don't keep doing that. I want to see, <laughs> want see where this goes. I was just like really, really into it. Did you get anything? Because I I know the mini games do. You get a trophy. Yes. And the only... Did you get the trophy? (laughs) Yeah. No, I I played all the way through and actually, like... That was also me, like, really learning to play Mahjong. Because before that, it was like, I kind of understand how to play, but... Yeah, you get it a little bit. There's some blind spots. And so I started getting into it and started, like, really learning. Because there was... The UI was friendly enough in Yakuza 4 where I was like, Okay, I kind of understand better what's happening now. Mm Mm-hmm. And you look things up on my phone, like, what does that rule mean? What is, you know, why is it, why is it like this? What is it? What are the scoring? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like Yakuza 4 was when I started really actually learning it. Cause there is an actual, um, Yakuza 4 is the one where you actually have to play a, a game of Mahjong. Oh, for the story, for story yeah. purposes. You actually ah, have to play. That's cool. Um, you played, now you I know you just finished Yakuza like three through uh five five 
And did you play it on the PS4 or were they PS3, the PS3 versions? The, uh, so Yakuza 3, I played the PS3 version. Yeah. Um, then they announced the, uh, collection. The, the, remaster yeah, the remaster collection. collection. They'd actually announced it before because Japan got it way earlier than us, but I didn't know if it was going to be localized. Sure. And they basically announced it when I was like halfway through three. Yeah. And I was like, like well, okay, just we'll finish just finish this because I don't want to start over. Yeah. And then we will. Uh, and then How much better just... was it playing it on, on PS4 compared to three? Or did it, do you think it actually doesn't matter much? It's more of just you can now play it on four. It's mostly like, just you difference? can play it on four. It looks better. Okay. That's what I was going to say. The textures it... are nicer. But um, is the and the load times I'm guessing and things like that or is the loading pretty okay on on loading uh, is I mean the loading in five took a while actually okay so it's still it's still it it still has the the sometimes when they remaster things they 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 spice that up but sometimes they're just they don't I it's it's hard for me to say because like I didn't notice you that didn't, much oh, of a difference yeah. between three and four yeah but it's okay. not like I played it's not like I played any of those games on one and then on the other right you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I played three on PS3 and then four and five on PS4 and really over the course of like a year's time. True. Basically. It's a, and it's, it's hard to your, your memory will play tricks on you yeah. in terms of, especially with, with, with things like that, <laughs> like, like actual length of load times is, yeah. would be a hard thing to remember unless it's like final fantasy 15 where, where you're pretty sure you watched a TV episode in between yeah. uh, going in and out of a city. So it's, it's, it's hard to say for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's the the primary benefit is the textures are nicer and it runs on PS4. Mm-hmm. And now you're in the real it also the, the real end game with with the new engine. Yeah, the Dragon Engine's <laughs> so strong. Um, yeah, it also helps that like Yakuza Three I played off disc, whereas Four and yeah. Five were digital, which makes a huge difference. Also, true. Um, yeah, true. I have, I have the Yakuza Three and Four for PS3 on disc and. Like I said before, I just haven't. I played like five hours of three ten years ago and never played it again. But it's something I've always wanted to do. I have no idea why I haven't just started playing. It. the The first five hours of Yakuza Three are probably the worst five <laughs> hours in the entire franchise. <laughs> That's good to know. I don't even remember it, so that that, that I have. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised because ninety percent of it is just doing dumb errands for kids. <laughs> That's what Yakuza do. What do you mean? I mean, like it's, <laughs> it has a, it, it has a point. Like the sure. whole idea is like, he's this, he's this badass gangster guy. And then he's trying to retire and just like take care it's of a, these orphan kids in Okinawa. And he's doing like really games. mundane things. And it's like, but he's being dragged back because you know, his reputation precedes him. So I get why, but it doesn't change the fact that it's boring. Yeah. It's. I think it's funny to me to see some of the the story beats that are supposed to be like <gasps> moments when you're like, yeah, yeah, we we already know there's another game coming. Like especially at the end of Yakuza Five, right, where it's supposed to be like a oh yeah, some some really heavy things happen at the last scene, and then you're kind of like, well, hold on a minute, let me let me look at the box art of the next. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> like literally in almost every game. No, literally every game. There is a mortal threat to Kiryu's life, and they suggest that he might be about to die, and it's like he physically can't. <laughs> right? Yeah, even if he wanted to. Like, like we're too far in the timeline now. Like, the, we already know he's fine. It was. There's it was sort three of three other when, games with his face on him. 
it's kind of like in, in Game of Thrones. It, it was making me smile when people were like, this game's crazy. Anything can happen. I was like, listen, anything could happen in the first two seasons. But once people got attached to the main actors for those characters, and that's yeah. why they were watching their show, there's absolutely no way in hell HBO is going to kill off someone that is making them a lot of money. Yeah. Like, they're just not going to, because if they killed off Peter Dinklage, maybe, maybe they lose uh, 500,000 watchers or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the Attack on happen. Titan problem. Right, exactly. Every all those people are totally safe from the third season on. The people that are like actually important, yeah, for the most part. Um, I mean, like they like those main characters. Once you establish a core, once you establish a core cast, which especially takes a, a while movie and or TV show, yeah, and sometimes it's not who you think it's gonna be, mm -hmm. which is where a lot of those twists come in, right? Um, but like after a couple of seasons, once you've established a core cast, you can kill one or two of them. Maybe. But it has to be in like some sort of finale. It has to be a huge deal. You can't just do it casually where yeah, people are can't... just like flying off oh, the script shit, left died. and right. Right. It's it's and, and if you do kill them, it it's. I don't know. It it just seemed. I just you just kind of knew it wasn't going to happen with with Game of Thrones. It was. It just kind. It made you made you yeah. laugh a little bit that people were like, well, "Who's going to die next?" Like, well, nobody important. <laughs> yeah, I never. Um, I never watched Game of Thrones. No, but I like. Know, I know. But I am familiar. I would not with suggest the, it at, uh, after the the ending. I would say you made the right choice never watching it. Not that it was a choice that you made <laughs> exactly on purpose. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't make it with the ending in mind. But yeah. It's the ending was really bad, so I I heard as much. It kind of soured the whole. It's it's really an an amazing thing how an ending can color the the last like the last few seasons. Hmm. Even with even with a game or something like that, it can happen too. I uh, I did finish watching uh, Legend of Korra last night. Oh hey, nice. So I am. So now, I am you've, now fully, you've seen all of them, right? I am caught up to date on the entire Avatar: Last Airbender: Legend of Korra series. As I should this. watch. It. I should watch it. Honestly, I like uh -oh. because of who I am and how <laughs> yes. and how like difficult it is to get me to sit down and watch something uh -huh. when it comes to like TV or movies. Um, I am very very careful about making any suggestions for like oh yeah you should watch this okay because like i because i try to think of it like myself like would i like i get recommendations for like hey you should watch this all the time and i don't right and so no, i, I, I sort of keep that in mind and i'm just like i i, I kind of keep that in mind and i'm like don't just suggest things to people like just willy-nilly sure because like it has to be a like it has to be a big enough um it has to be like a big enough impact where like I would not be upset receiving this recommendation. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. It's like I don't watch things very often, so like I'm very selective and if something isn't really 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 good, then I'm going to be mad that I took the time on it. Yeah. You should watch you should watch Avatar. Okay. Like that's, that's a it's a good recommendation then. Like I mean it's 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 a it's a, it's a very meaningful recommendation. It is I I think that like it starts out being a better show than it feel like than it feels like it should be. Mhm. Mm 
And it, it starts off as like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is like surprisingly pretty good for like a kid's show. It's kind of got like, like the beginning of it has almost that, that sort of like Shrek thing where it's like, this is clearly a kid's thing, but like there's stuff in here for older people to appreciate. Yeah. But like the beginning of it, like they're clearly going for like, this is a kid's show. This, right. is, this is a very kid's Nickelodeon show. And then it becomes a really, really, really good show. Oh, that's awesome. Like, like the, for, it's weird for like, without going too much into it. Like I would say the strongest part of Avatar is the character development. Um, Every character in that, in that show is a completely different person than who they started off being in oh, a way cool. that is really satisfying for each of them. And you like everyone has a moment where it's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you being like this? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's why you're being like this. Oh, you've learned something. Oh, you're <laughs> you're actually legitimately. But oh, now you're making amends like <laughs> for being kind of a shit earlier. Right. Like every character has like a an arc like that. Some more than others. There's there's some that are like famous at this point mm -hmm. um cora is interesting because it doesn't it doesn't do quite as much with the characters uh there is there is some satisfying development um but i i think once you've watched avatar and you're kind of invested in in the world cora is a show about world building and it kind of takes so it kind it of takes some of the interesting stuff that Avatar introduced yeah. and expands on them and, and plays with a lot of like, what if, and it's I like that it's, it's definitely darker and more mature. And it's, um, I like without spoiling too much, like, you know, basically, you know, basically like the, the idea of Avatar is like, people can, can do stuff with the can, elements. They can bend things. Yeah. They like, they basically have essentially yeah, magic power. Movie. Like elemental <laughs> magic powers that yeah. are that are based in like martial arts. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, not everyone in Avatar has that power. Like only only certain people are actually born with the power to be benders. Right. So like the first season of Korra, after after Avatar basically doesn't address this at all, is about a massive social uprising of non-benders mm, okay who don't have like bending powers and feel like they're the society has sort of grown to be um unbender friendly yeah basically yeah okay. like benders have all the powers and all of these things are built around having those powers and like we're basically treated like second class citizens because we don't have these elemental abilities and we deserve equality sure so like the first the whole first season is about resolving this idea of like how do you how do you manage how do you manage that problem like there are people who are inherently not the same right and some people have powers and some people don't and their their gripes are understandable so like how do you how do you reconcile that it, like Cora asks interesting questions about a world that you've already been introduced to. I like that. I mean, it kind of changes the focus a bit, right? It does. It's not it does. just more of the same. It's it's like when you watch a new season of 
of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Super, you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no, there's no like underlying idea of like, oh, this might be different. There's gonna be a big bad who's big strong, yeah, and he's gonna do big damage. Yep, and the 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 big good guys have to get big stronger to get big strong with the big bad before he does the big damage. Yeah, and there's a couple of big beams in there. Yes. Yeah, and and and, and sadly less yelling than than there used to be. <laughs> I is like that right? Powering up. Well, just supers more. There's there's less like charging up and stuff, right? Because nobody actually cared for that for the most part. But I, I, yeah. I, I, some of my favorite moments of Dragon Ball Z are just Goku charging up because it was like, yeah, this is this is so stupid and so great. I mean, like my memory tells me that there were entire episodes that yes. were just Goku charging. Yeah. I mean, the, the one where he goes Super Saiyan 3, it has to be the, the silliest one because it's like six or it's like f- maybe four or five minutes of him actually just yelling. I, f- I feel like the, the poor voice actor probably passed out <laughs> at least once while recording that segment. That's yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> my uh, my my favorite version of padding out the rung time is uh, five minutes until Namek explodes. Yeah, oh, that's by far the silliest example, right? Because there's actually like 13 episodes or something of five minutes until Namek explodes. Yep, yep, yeah. And it's not that, like, you could make the argument that, like, you're seeing all of the fights in, like, in slow motion because they're moving so fast. because they're going so quickly. But half of it is just conversation between them. No, 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 no. The conversation isn't fast-forwarded. Well, and it would have been, it would have been, TV show believable if it had been just a few, um, just like a few episodes, right? Because when when people do timers and then they have a conversation, you're like, well, the, the timer's up, so it should have already ended. So if there's just a couple episodes like that, it would have been fine. But there was actually like ten episodes of after Frieza is killed, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and then just comes back, right? Yeah, it's, it's an enormous amount of time that he that he's blowing up the planet for five minutes mm-hmm. i mean aside from the plot point of why wait <laughs> why is there a timer at all <laughs> he could yeah, just like in a previous scene he literally obliterated a planet without even trying oh i know like the the powers they introduce and then never readdress like like napa's like two fingers go up and it like lights up an entire city Right, and just yeah. like use that on Goku. <laughs> no, it's Goku. Like you nuked an entire city. <laughs> like <laughs> But don't worry. Everyone was evacuated just seconds earlier. <laughs> I think that's probably only in the English versions where you can see their parachutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you we I can see their parachutes. Don't worry, like... they're parachutes. <laughs> It's like, well, they're probably dead, but fine. Also, then then killing became a joke anyways, because you knew they were just going to revive him with the Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Like once once you get to the point where like death has no stakes because you don't even have to write them out of the show because death is a place. To be fair, that's kind of a problem with most mediums now, even like comic like comic books forever. Right. Like they kill Superman. Then they're like, well, actually, he's fine. Yeah. You're not going to stop doing Superman. Yeah, like the death of so Superman. So he's got to come back or be rebooted or something. Yeah, like like the the death of Superman arc of comics forever cemented the idea that no death is real. Right. Like right, right. it doesn't actually matter 
death is it's just a plot point for this year maybe <laughs> so um, i think that if i go back through yeah. I, I'm, I'm refocusing on our original question like what's the last oh, yes. game i played off stream yeah. so the last game i would say the last game that's like a real game game yeah game it's not like game. clubhouse games one or of them, a mobile one game of them or, games or like a mini game in yakuza or just something that i'm cleaning up off stream that I intended to like bring back on stream. Sure. The last game that I put like significant time into without streaming it was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh wow, that's like that was last two year. years ago, or was that last summer? That was last year. Did you finish that game? Because nope. I didn't. I keep <laughs> telling either. myself that I need to go back and do it because I'm <laughs> yeah, like three too. or four missions from the end of it. Oh my god, dude, finish I, the game. I did that thing that people do, and by people I mean me, where I play a a, a 80 hour RPG for 70 hours. I'm, and then I'm just like, I'm I'll up. come back to this. <laughs> but then it's like a year later and I've forgotten all of the plot points and I'm like half spoiled <laughs> on what happens anyway. Oh, okay. I, I, I stopped playing that game. So I was about at the big halfway point where, you know, the stuff goes down you're like, Oh my yep. God, this is what's happening. Um, but the problem was is that I was, ma I wanted my team. I wanted to make a, 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 a a, a harem or harem i don't know if which way where, where you put the emphasis emphasis on the syllables mm. but um i usually the, say uh, harem yeah i think it's but harem. i don't know that i don't know that that's right that's just what i do <laughs> yeah so uh i wanted it to be where my main character was a boy and then i only had girls in my party so because of that i chose the 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 bad school or whatever like you know the naughty ones they were all red and had the girl leader i can't remember anybody's name anymore um and I wanted to put, I wanted only girls to be on my team, but you you start with some boys. So I was going through a lot of the missions with less than the required number of people. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so I was trying to recruit people from other houses and all this kind of stuff. And I got to a, I got to a mission where it's really, really hard to beat with like only four leveled characters and everyone else's. And you have like one or two from another house or something like that, or one from another house. And then like, you have this dude who's level two. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it was it was really I was having trouble with it and I died once. I was like, oh, I'll come back to this in a bit. And well, and then you I, just I, didn't. I, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I had a, I think I had a similar situation where like I was having one mission where I was and like I, I have this bad habit in Fire Emblem where what I ought to do is just find a core team that I like and yes. just use them. Yeah. But what I actually do is is take the lowest level characters that I have for every mission so that and try to level everybody up so that everyone's leveling evenly. Sure. It's, and yeah, that it's, gets we, all we have of a my, similar, yeah, that gets, have really strong characters, but a bunch of, and then some weak ones. And you just had a ton of medium leveled characters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I just, and then like you hit that one mission where it's like, okay, my, my, my weak characters are too weak and my strong characters are too weak are, are not like they're not as much stronger as they need to be they're not they except hilda hilda's a they, hilda's unstoppable they didn't do the they didn't do the goku big strong thing right exactly <laughs> they're not big strong enough they're not big strong <laughs> no it's 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 really i i feel i feel this is weird but i feel extremely guilty that i've never literally never finished a fire emblem game and it, it makes me sad to say that because i love rpgs i actually really like tactical rpgs hmm. i really love nintendo yeah i've just never I don't, i've never done it i i played the the 
what was the what was the first one on 3ds um not awakenings Uh, was it no awakening yeah yeah so i played that way i got really far in it put it down one day and and just never came back to it and then the gamecube one i had played that one i got it in Mm. so i remember what happened with the gamecube one actually as i started then a guy that i knew that lived like next to me in in the dorm room was like dude can i please play that i really want to play i was like yeah i guess i can let you play it because i'm i don't know i'm a weirdo and i let someone else play my game first (laughs) um and then i I never went back and finished it I know, but it was it's just funny when you think about it that I was playing. He's like, oh, dude, can I please play this? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Here you go. <laughs> I've done that before with a game that I'm in the middle of, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> go for I was it. like, yeah, dude. I was actually excited for him to play it. That's weird. That's, it, a, oh. that's a sure, sure way <laughs> to never finish a game. Yeah. What was also bad that this is this is a little side thing is that I, I, I Dragon Quest 8? I think it was eight, the one on PS2. It was it was a really fun game, and that had come out that year around then that I was in uh, yeah. that first year of college. And uh, I beat it, and then someone was like, oh, can I please play? I was like, yeah, sure. And so he's like, oh, you have the strategy guide. Can I borrow that? I was like, yeah, of course, but please be careful with it because right. I'm really protective of this stuff. Don't ruin my stuff, please. Yeah, and so it was like the last day of the year, and I was like, oh, fuck, I got to get my, my guide and game back. So I went to get the... the uh, the game and he's like oh yeah here's the he's like i was like where's the guy he's like oh it's right here and he handed it to me and then like ran away <laughs> literally right. ran away i was like what the heck and i was like oh my god and he had somehow managed to take the entire binding off the strategy guide and like the cover it didn't look like it at first but the cover in the back just slid right off and a bunch of pages came out and i was like what the f-? and i was that's when i was like okay I'm, I'm not letting people borrow my strategy guides ever again <laughs> That's unfortunate. When I tried to talk to him, like, hey, dude, you should probably buy me a new one. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he just never, he was like, never that's responded. not going to happen. And we're just never, never going to talk again. Yeah. He just, he just, it never again. And we, I didn't have his cell phone number or anything because we were just in the dorms, right? Like, it wasn't a big deal. And my, my roommate, who's, who is like, he's the, one of the, the guys that I refer to as like my brother, or whatever, mm-hmm. he, we, he was friends with him before. And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm so sorry, but, I, I don't know. I can't help you. Like, I don't know him. I, like, I don't know him that well. And I don't have any of his contact info. We always just hung out here at school. And it was, it was that moment of, oh, well, that sucks. Now my, this, this book is completely ruined. <laughs> oh, that's, mm. um, but at the, at the same time, I wasn't too upset because I already finished the game and I had no intentions of playing it again. So it was like, whatever. So I was, it was like a, the strategy guy had no more functional value to you. It was more of just my personal, you know, oh, that, that really bothers me. Sort yeah, of, of course. Um, but that's how, how do we get talking about this? Oh, f- never finishing games. And then somehow yeah. it reminded me of that. My last, uh, uh, like three houses is one of the, is one of two games, like the most the two most recent Fire Emblem games that I played, I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I played uh, Fate's Birthright on the 3DS, and then I and then oh, yeah. Three Houses, and I I did the same thing with both of them, which is a thing that I do with most RPGs, which is to play them to about eighty to ninety percent obsessively, and then just not finish it, and then drop them for months. That's wild. I did it with Xenoblade Chronicles too, and I've almost every finished... Final Fantasy game. I've never finished Xenoblade Chronicles. It's I've, a long I've game. started it. A it's really times. good though. Yeah, I like it. I actually wanted to play this. I was going to buy the Switch one, and then I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! 
I bought this game twice, I was... and I've gotten halfway through it both times and then stopped. Yeah, I was <laughs> really tempted to buy the Definitive Edition on Switch just See? because that game runs on Wii and looks amazing. It does. It looks good on the Wii, I know. It looks phenomenal, and I'm like, how much, like, if this thing actually runs in 1080, how much better could it be? Like, some of the, like, some of those, like, uh, like, I don't even, I don't know what to call them, but like vistas, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like there's that one spot in the forest where you're just standing up on a cliff and you're <laughs> overlooking this huge waterfall, and you're like, I am like, I am. And it's a, it's a Wii game. The, the Wii. So it's funny how when the Wii was the main game, or like the main Nintendo system, it was like, yeah, these graphics are okay. Some things look good, some things whatever. But when I, you haven't played it much yet, but when you get to Mario Galaxy, dude, the game's so pretty. It's, it's actually, I mean, it's when you get to it in, in the, in the, the, uh, the switch collection. Yes, it'll happen. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to, it's going to take a couple more. Game. It's going to take a couple more streams for me to finish it's, sunshine. It's and, not, I don't, it's no rush. I just mean, it's, it's a game that I loved a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope you end up do. doing the, the 120 thing because the best level in the whole game is the one you unlock at the very end. Oh, that'd uh, be champions road. Yes. It's so, it's super hard, but it's really fun. Yeah, they that's become like an actual thing now. Um, oh, really? What do you mean? I mean, like since Galaxy. Yeah. Um, Nintendo, like Mario games have had like a sort of post-game full completion, yes. like yeah, totally super challenge stage. Yeah, because Galaxy Two did it, and I know 3D World Three actually. So I, I played 3D World with Lucia, and we beat it the one time when we got to the the bonus levels. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the one with the charge and chucks? Yes. And it's like. And I got to that level. I tried it like ten times. Like I don't. I'm. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Jesse and I. Jesse and I. One hundred percent of that game. Oh, and that's by, awesome. Like one hundred percent times. Yes. One hundred percented it. As in, like, actually beat every stage with every character, getting all the things. That's cool. Are um, you gonna get? We the, did the... cheat a little bit because we, what we basically did is we played through them all twice. Because there was two of us. There's five characters. So we played them through a second time to beat them with the characters we didn't use the first time. Yeah. But then there was one left over. So we just, we had another controller. And we were just like. So you did it with three people. Yeah. <laughs> you plug them in right at the end of the level. Right at the end of the level. Because it's drop in, drop out, co-op. And yep. it was just like, yep. okay, boop, you're on the flagpole. <laughs> so we we cheated it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But uh, I mean, wants like, to play through? no one really wants to play through a video game five times. No, especially that's actually a fairly. L- I, it's not like super long, but it's like, uh, what, like it's it's pretty beefy for a Mario game. Yeah, it's solid. Because there's like and, there's like eleven worlds once you get to the end of it. Totally, and the and I know uh, Galaxy had some really awesome post game content stuff on the moon. Mm. Some of those levels were crazy. Um, I don't know if you. Oh, do you mean Odyssey? What did I say? Galaxy. galaxy i meant odyssey yeah so it makes sense that you would say galaxy since you're talking about because i'm stuff talking on about the moon, the moon. <laughs> obviously it's odyssey though yeah <laughs> yeah um, i played a couple of those stages on the moon too like odyssey was like i i think what i might do is i might just go through sunshine and galaxy and go straight into odyssey oh heck yeah dude because uh, i played odyssey but i never got like all of the shines some of them are not going to be or, fun to get actually like there's a jump rope one that was really awful Oh, I got that one. Ugh, that was not fun. Um, and the the volleyball one wasn't particularly fun either. 
That one I don't remember. Is that also in New Donk City? No, it's in it's on the beach, one of the beach levels. Oh, okay, yeah. Where you have okay. to like, which got like the big glass in the middle that had the monster sitting in it or whatever. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I Odyssey is so cool to me because like that game was that, awesome. It's so good because I, it blew my mind how how it re the hat mechanics. <laughs> oh yeah, not There's even so much you can do. No, the thing that the thing that will always stand out to me about Mario, like the mechanics are great and like the yeah. hat bounce and everything, like that's that's really good, but like the thing that will always stand out to me is it does a better job than any game I've ever seen at mm-hmm. rewarding curiosity. Yeah. Where you just in the stage and you're like, hey, I wonder what's over here. There's stuff over here. There's a moon over here. Dude, the, well, because there's so many moons, they could really do that, right? Yeah, because there's I like think it was... 50 or 60 or 70 in each stage. <laughs> yeah. well, so, and like... it was cool, like, how 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 uh, they even designed it that you can you can collect all of the moons without ever going to the ship or whatever. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a five minute moon delivery if you do like. Oh, all yeah, I've seen it. Whatever it is. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. The uh, the and I also like that the very first stage was you becoming Dinosaur Mario because I was like, ah. That's probably going to be something at the end. It was on the box. They really were pushing it. Yeah. Like it won't be right away, but it won't be. It won't be the first. I I definitely didn't think it was going to be the first level. Like oh no, that, no, that, they're getting that, that right the, out of the way. Established. I mean, I guess it wasn't the was. I think it was the very first level. I think technically you're on that black and white stage first. Yeah, that's. And then I you mean, go to, that's essentially whatever. a tutorial stage. Whatever the first real level of the game. The first and real was, level. Yeah. That when 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 I got that as on that stage, I was like, oh my god, this game's gonna this game's setting the bar really really high, real high, real soon. Yeah, because then it means everything else is gonna be even cooler, and it really yeah. was. I loved that game, and I loved the uh, when you go to the Mushroom Kingdom and stuff at like at the post game, and you're going in the castle and everything. Man, that game just yeah, it it's... it did it for me. It was like it's like the quintessential Mario game as far as i'm concerned because I, I go back now and i'm playing uh, i'm playing 64 and sunshine yeah on uh, on gamepedia and it just like they're very goal oriented mm-hmm. in a way that is it's fine it makes sense but like the whole world state is just around like is built around like you have to get this you have to achieve this one objective mm-hmm. right and i really like the shift to like there's dozens of mini objectives. Yeah. And you can just find stuff by just being curious and like looking around that corner and looking over that edge and like, there's one, there's one, there's one. It's I think like, that's what's it. Like that, you look around and you're like, Hey, that looks, that looks interesting. Let's see what's over there. It's always something <laughs> like it's oh like, and it's not just like, you know, coins or one ups or whatever. Like you just kind of look past those after a while. It's like, Oh yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like it. This game is like Odyssey is like if they took all of the things that are like sort of middle tier rewards, where it's like you know it's a it's a one up or it's a cache of coins or something. It's like every one of them's a moon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every and, and... every like cool spot to find, every secret area is a moon. Like yeah. they're all progress. No, I I loved. And, and and they they somehow perfected I so the last Mario game I had played that was 3D was 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 Odyssey and so when I went to go play Mario 64 I was like man I forgot how much better the 3D or how much better the, how, like how much tighter the controls are mm-hmm. in Odyssey compared to 
Mario 64, which is, I know it sounds stupid because it's an enormous amount of time in between the two. Right, but like... But it's still sort of like, in my memory, when I think of Mario 64, I think of it being the perfect yeah, 3D like, platforming I was, game. I was right? just going to say, like, it's it it exists in your memory as perfect. Right. And then you play and you're like, oh, wow, that's clunky as hell. Oh, my God, I tap my control stick and I, I didn't mm-hmm. turn around. Like, now he turns... Now he even turns more on a dime, right? Like, yeah. Mario is... is yeah, I don't camera, know. Camera, stop fighting about. me. It would be fun to Stop, do like camera. a. <laughs> it'd be fun to do a podcast of the, of of sixty four and sunshine, once I... once we've played through them. That could be cool. Like maybe like a combo of the two or something. Yeah, we could do that. I we've established today that, uh, despite like ten <laughs> episodes ago saying that retro means like more than twenty years old, we've sensed played two games that aren't. And I'm fine with that because, yeah, like, this is all about just like appreciating video games. Well, and, and it's it's to to be fair, sixty four is uh, oh sixty four totally counts, but sunshine counts. Doesn't. We'll just we'll just lump sunshine in there because it's like the weird. It's like the stepchild Mario game where I actually really like Mario Sunshine, but it was at that era where everyone wanted realism and. Like that's when the kitty, the idea of some somehow a console could be kitty, which always blew yeah. my mind. Because I remember getting into an argument with somebody in what like tenth grade or something, where he was telling me he's like, "Oh no, GameCube's so kitty. It's for little kitty babies." And I was like, "Dude, come on! I'd like to see you get all the shines in Mario Sunshine." Yeah, he's it's like, hard. Oh, it'd be easy. I could that do game's it. No hard. Problem. I'd be like, "No, you couldn't." I bet you. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't do it. I guess I, I, in in hindsight, maybe he could have done it. But it's like, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see you do it then, if it's so easy. <laughs> Well, I think it's, that it's, like when the the whole kitty the whole kitty game, um, like mantra, I always felt like that had more to do with um, not so much feelings on like difficulty, mm-hmm. but just general aesthetic, and yeah, that's, it, it that's... really just boils down to like your game isn't brown and gray enough. <laughs> it has colors enough... in it, therefore it is for children. There's not enough blood. Yeah, exactly. Um. And I mean, you know, you think about like the early aughts, like edgy <laughs> culture was was on the rise. <laughs> well, especially just because you could have realistic graphics. So that became what people wanted to see. Right. Like, right. Right. I mean, hell, that's where we got stuff like Manhunt. <laughs> like, I oh, mean, God. We, we got some seriously realistic, uh, quote unquote, games because, yeah, there, because they could make them. There uh, was so a I, lot I, of stuff. There was there was like your your man like basically once gta 3 broke the mold and it's like you can play as the bad guy right like this kicked off a whole just a whole host of manhunt and postal what was that other game well postal actually was earlier because it was on pc but uh bmx triple x (laughs) bm that's what i was gonna i actually remember renting that game with with uh with my with my good friend kyle we, and we just rented like, it and we're like, why did we rent this again? <laughs> yeah. And just like it's this whole and like a bunch of like crime game knockoffs that were just like, it's time to be edgy and say bad words because or, video games are for, for grown ups now. I will say the very first time I played Grand Theft Auto 3 is a memory that will stick with me forever because it was like a it was I I, I um. I got it for my birthday because that's when it came out was right around then. And I have like a, I usually would have like a, you know, a birthday party where a bunch of people would come sleep over my house. Well, a bunch, like six or something. Yeah. But uh, 
I'll never forget playing it for the very first time because I played it. You do like the very first mission, you're supposed to deliver a car to a garage or take the car from like your save point garage somewhere else in the city. I don't know what happened. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. I played it for something like six or seven hours just like yeah. in my basement and then realized I was like, oh, how do I save this game? <laughs> I had I played it without even completing the very first mission for for six hours or something, just driving around the city and doing stuff. And it was this this, this moment of that is it's you know, you probably won't experience it again in gaming very often, or you won't experience very often where it's just complete, just total, you're, you're, you're just lost in the, in the world. Yeah. Cause you've never seen anything like it before. It is, it is a genuinely new gameplay experience. And that was, that felt so good. It's like the first time I played World of Warcraft and I, I, I played it for a couple of hours and then I pressed, I was like, oh, there's a map. And I, you know, you, you go into the map and you're like, oh, this is where I'm at. And then you, you can like zoom out and you're like, whoa. This is this continent, and then you can zoom out again. You're like, wait, wait a minute. There's two continents, and it's this this <laughs> sense of awe, right? Like, yeah, yeah. holy crap, this is the this is this is just insane. How how much game there is here, how much there is to do, and, it's, and then once you play it, it's like, oh, there's not actually that much, but it's that sense of awe that yeah, you, that it, you it's don't the, get that often. It's the experience of like running across the map in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, like, I felt man, it in Breath of the Wild. This is so big. It, it it was that was that moment in Breath of the Wild where you get to the usually in the, in an open world game you 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 find like a stack of logs that you can't climb because although in the last cutscene you like picked up a a building and threw it over a cliff mm-hmm. but now you can't manage to you know jump over a, a two foot high barrier but yeah. in, in Breath of the Wild where you just climb over anything you want there was that moment of oh, oh this is so cool <laughs> like it 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 was it just sparked that childhood joy right yeah that that moment of holy crap this changes everything and it, it actually really so I, I like playing ghost of tsushima i enjoyed playing horizon zero dawn but there are those moments where i'm like this is so stupid why can't i get over this ledge like yeah <laughs> it doesn't even make sense yeah there's it, it's that it's that issue of like the the gameplay and the story doesn't don't talk to each other yeah yeah yeah, that happened. That happens a lot, actually. Where in the cutscene, the dude falls out of a spaceship and lands on his feet and on Earth, but then in the gameplay, he gets punched by a zombie and loses half of his life or whatever. And you're like, right, what? right. <laughs> I was at terminal velocity and landed without break, without my uh, heels going through my uh, foot. Right, like my, my all of my kneecaps are intact, but now yeah. it's it's so that's it's... that's always one of those moments that's kind of silly. It's the uh, it's it's the gameplay bullet versus the cutscene bullet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the gameplay the you absorb a hundred <laughs> bullets to get to the end of the stage, but then you take one in the cutscene, and it's like, oh, that okay, that one had a real effect. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's video games. Like, what do you like? What do you oh, do? It's it's. Do you want to it... take one bullet and be injured for the rest of the game? Right. The only the only time it's annoying is when they it's. I don't know how to explain it, but you you can you feel it in your bones when you're playing a game and you're like, this is stupid. Like, it doesn't fit. Or or even though... So there's sometimes where it doesn't fit and it feels totally fine, and sometimes where it uh, doesn't fit and it feels terrible, right? right. And you, you, you know when you know, and it's not easy to talk about. It's, it's yep. really just like the game design and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. But that's... Yeah. So uh, what are you up to next week? You think we're? Um, you think we'll actually? Uh, you think, think we'll actually record Kirby's Dream Dreamland Three? I think we're talking about Kirby's Dreamland Three. Are we? Are you sure? How can we really be sure of anything? No. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, 
I, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out next week. Maybe so next something. week, Kirby's Dreamland three. Yep. <laughs> as far as you know. As far hell, as far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> we've both already played the game, so I feel like we're closer to recording it this week than we've been before. But I can believe. But I'm, you know, I'm now. like there is always the possibility of a of a new kickbot like shiny, true, running in front of our face and distracting us. <laughs> Well, until until then, I hope you all have a lovely week. As do I. Thanks for listening to the retro breakdown. This is the first time. this is the first time today I've said the name of the podcast. True. Or we haven't actually introduced ourselves, but that's you know what? It's it's far this too This is Dean that. signing off. <laughs> I'm Tom. You can you can find me at Twitter and stuff. All right, see you later. Bye. <laughs>